allowed, and welcome to Within the Margins. I'm your host, Rachel Brown. Today, I sat down with Wheel Editorial Board member Sarah Perez and Emory sophomore Amy Herrera to discuss their experiences as Hispanic students on Emory's campus. Emory University's Hispanic population comprises 9% of the student body. Central Latinx, the affinity space for Latinx and Hispanic students, opened in 2015. Despite students hailing from a range of countries across Latin America, they are often lumped under, an, under the overarching umbrella of Latinx or Hispanic, without acknowledgement of regional and cultural differences. In this episode, we dive into how these differences manifest on Emory's campus. All right, if you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm a second year, and I'm currently majoring in biology and minoring in economics. Hi, um, thank you for having us. I'm Sara. I'm a junior. Um, I'm an international student from Nicaragua, and I'm currently double majoring in political science and QSS. Nice. And can you all just kind of start by telling me why you decided to come to Emory? Um, for me, honestly, Emory was giving me a lot of financial aid in comparison to the other schools that I was applying to. And also, I feel like applying out of state, the tuition does rise by a lot. So uh, the, I, the aid was great. And then looking upon Emory, I saw that Emory did say that I had a really diverse population, especially in comparison to other um, colleges. And also, I wanted to be somewhere that was a little warmer, so not too far up north. Uh, my reasons are actually quite similar. Um, Emory, as an international student, it's really hard to get financial aid uh, from like uh, universities in America as a whole. So Emory was giving me a lot of merit scholarships like beca- because they don't give financial aid for international students. And I am low income, so it made it really hard the entire process. Um, but I ended up choosing Emory because of that and because I really valued the diversity of the student population as well. Yeah, you guys both kind of talked about expecting diversity when you came here. Can you guys expand a little bit more and talk about what diversity on campus has looked like to you and how that's factored into the communities that you've built? I feel that at Emory, the Emory community feels very split based on like race and ethnicities, which is not something that I was expecting. I feel that Emory University kind of advertises itself that um, everyone is one big happy family and like constantly colliding, but that's not, like in the grand social scheme, that's not necessarily what's going on. I have very mixed expectations when coming um, to Emory, honestly, uh, because uh, my freshman year, my first semester, I was online and I was at home, and all, only freshmen were allowed to come back, so I always I also felt like I was not going to find a community because everyone would have met already, like all the... Com- all the friends group are gonna have already been there and like how will I get to know people if I'm like not even in the country so it was kind of hard but I did get to meet other international students like while online that were going through the same thing and like that kind of like gave us a nice bond and it became like an even stronger bond when we met in person and even if I started as like meeting Hispanic students at first. I ended up getting to know people from all over the world and like with a lot of interest. Even though they are very split groups, I still got to know them. Yeah, how do you think, um, how do you think coming in as an international student might have made it a little different um, than coming in as a student who wasn't necessarily from here, um, like Amy? 
I think I don't, it's not only hard to adjust to the college life, but also the lifestyle in the, like, the United States as a whole. Because I have a very different lifestyle at home um, than here. So, like, my responsibilities change. And even from the silliest things, like, how you say hi to people, I usually, if, like, at home, you usually go for, like, a kiss on the cheek and, like, a hug. And I realize that's not a thing that happens here. So, it was, like, even from, like, the smallest, like, even funny now, things like that. It's a very very emotional time honestly because also you're so for, like so far from home uh, but I, I did end up finding a lot of other international students that had the same concerns um, and were really trying to make the most about their experience here so I kind of like and did enjoy that yeah I won't lie that was also a really big shock to me because Miami tends to be a big cultural bubble so I did not realize that people also don't kiss on the cheek cheek here and it's it was really wild for me I don't yeah I understand yeah how is Emory different than Miami well so for context my one Emory is a private school and I've gone to public school my whole life and to the population of students at my high school middle school um, etc was over 90 percent Hispanic so just coming here and being the minority when usually most of my life we were the majority was a very odd experience and I didn't realize how different private school kids are raised than public school kids and just like the wealth disparity is a lot more expansive than I had imagined so that was really hard adjusting to especially first semester of freshman year when you were seeing like a bunch of people doing like uber eats like three times a day and it's like oh like i was thinking about saving my money which is was out of the norm for a lot of kids here so i mean that was something i've had to learn to just like you know accept and now it's fine and luckily like the community of people i've surrounded myself with it doesn't really matter like where you had come from yeah that's interesting especially to come from, like, a place where you are, like, part of the majority and then going to a place where you're no longer the majority, especially, I think, in Atlanta, where it has a large black population, and then Emory has a lot of white students. And I think, I don't know, I found those dynamics really interesting. Yeah, I completely understand that, honestly. Obviously, I come from, like, a Latin American country, so everyone is Hispanic. So it was really hard, even from, like, because um, English and Spanish are both my first languages. So even coming in as an international student, like um, it's just very weird to me to speak English all day. And then yeah. as, as I go home, I completely switch and I just speak Spanish all day. So even like things like that are like crazy to me. It's a very odd adjustment. It's one I think gets better with time. You can't really like speed up how well you're fitting into Emory. I think if you're just, like, patient with yourself and trying to be very receptive of, like, all the things that are going around and just be, like, open to new things, you know. Unfortunately, you know, you can't bring your Hispanic mother here to speak, you know, Spanish in your dorm, but... Yeah, you guys kind of talk about, like, it is diverse, but not necessarily in the way that you guys first thought about. What about diversity, like, within the Hispanic community at Emory? What does that look like in your experience? So I've definitely noticed a large difference between like the Hispanic community that is international and the Hispanic community from the United States. Um, because just I feel like in terms of how Emory like helps you as well, because for me, it's very rare that I'm a low income international student. Like that was also really hard. Like I really 
like a sh big shock to me how I thought oh if we're international we're all Hispanic like it's a different it's a whole different type of life honestly so when I saw that a lot of international students are like how they live their lifestyle honestly was very different from mine so even from people that are from other places of Latin America like they also have like a different lifestyle and they brought that lifestyle I feel like to the United States and it, that's something like very rare very rare it's like it's coming from a very privileged position of the hispanic community and then there's like hispanic americans that i feel like have led a com other completely different lifestyle even from like how you were saying like public school public school and private school um even if i'm low income at home i couldn't have come to the u.s to study if i didn't go to private school like that was like my family's like top priority like private school american school so i could come to college um, and that's also a very different thing. Like, if you're Hispanic and you're here, you're probably from a private school as well. So, and if you're from America, it's just more common for you to go to pu public school. So it's a whole thing. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And on top of all that, there's also the factor where it's like, oh, are you a first-generation Hispanic student or are you not? And I feel like that really breaks up, like, the Hispanic community because there's just so many, like, wealth is a factor um, whether you're international from America is a factor. And then on top of that, you can't categorize, like, all Hispanics into one. Like, every country is completely different from one another. So it's hard to, like, fit into the Hispanic community and, like, find your people there just because everyone around you is so different. Yeah, how do you think that Emory kind of pushes the narrative that the Hispanic community is like one or like a singular entity if they do at all i actually think they do um especially because i feel like they promote a lot of like lso the, yeah. Latin, the latino like latinx uh, student association i feel like they are solely writing on that to promote that the hispanic community is like one and personally i haven't actually been to like a lot of lso like events and not and and like i don't know what else they do honestly but um, I have met people that are part of the organization and we just have like nothing in common in terms of like we're like aside from the fact that we're labeled as Hispanic. Yeah. Like, we have nothing in common. It's like a different life, it's like a different a whole thing. And because they're from such a different place as well. So I feel like they can't like just promote that and like count on an organization that probably has a bunch of like tiny organizations inside, honestly, as different a tiny communities inside as well. Yeah, I think Emory would Again, I have not been to many LSO events, and the organization's great. I mean, it's good to have a large, like, Hispanic voice. However, I've asked myself why have I kind of shied away from all these events, and it's just, it's really hard to go to an event um, just, like, by yourself if you're trying to search for friends. Like, that's a thing. Like, you know, you get anxious, and there's a lot of different people, and already coming in. Like, I know a lot of people that are really involved in LSO already know each other so it's just kind of hard to like insert yourself in and with that I do think Emory would benefit very heavily if there was just smaller like Hispanic organizations to start like tying people together let's say there was like um, like a Mexican um, Emory Association Nicaraguan Association Cuban and then with that like they could all do their own little events and then come together to these like bigger like Hispanic LSO events and I've seen this being implemented at other universities. I have a good friend of mine who is currently running it at Brown University. And he is running, like, the Brown, like, Cuban Associations. I saw that they do 
they literally do mixers with like the Colombian Association. They did like a coffee time. And I think doing taking little steps to bring the Hispanic community together will be so much more beneficial in the long run. I think for everyone really. Yeah, that's actually a very cool thing that your friend is doing at Brown. And I think that's something that could definitely that definitely should be done at Emory. I I often like see like LSO like Wonderful Wednesday and they have like like events where they have like they had like horchata I think the other day which was pretty nice and they have like events like that and I'm like oh my god they're doing like so great I feel like oh that's like a glimpse of home almost but then they do events that I don't know what they are per se like I don't even know what they are or like what they're like trying to like celebrate and then I'm then that's when I I can feel like the gap between uh, between the tiny community like the tiny Hispanic communities like within one organization and for LSO it was really hard for me to us to like join and like also like insert myself like you said not only because of that but I feel like it, most students that are, are members are Hispanic American as well yeah so it was really it was really just a different like it's not the support that I was kind of looking for at the time because it was just we were we just needed to like get comfortable at Emory like in different ways because of where we came from yeah I really do think we need to like narrow it down a bit like I have gone to more aces event so it's like the like the emory like caribbean society because i'm cuban so cuba's in the caribbean but um i found more comfort in their space which is a much smaller like community than the like large overarching um lso community yeah that makes a lot of sense it sounds like there are a lot of different i guess like little bubbles and communities um, within the broader Hispanic community at Emory that aren't often represented. Um, I want to kind of trace back a little bit, and you guys both kind of mentioned the difficulties pertaining to wealth disparities across campus. Can you talk a little bit more about your experience um, just overall at Emory in terms of with wealth disparities? It's really hard to get financial help or, like, any sort of, like, support. Like, I know, um, like, Questbridge people who are like Questbridge like scholars tend to come from like lower income but even that like organization it's like just for them and then there's like I think there's FLIP which is like first generation students but I don't know it's just hard to find like the specific age you need other than like the Emory financial office but they'll just kind of tell you oh this is how much you're getting like that's that's it I don't know. Personally I've had a terrible experience being a low-income international student um I've like talked to my financial aid advisor I have some someone from like the president's office like reached out to me and everything because I kept emailing them saying that I needed more help in the merit scholarships I get also because merit scholarships their amount don't change over the years and now it's a lot more expensive now than it was my freshman year my situation changed so I'm gonna need like more help I literally told them like it doesn't even need to be like a lot of help I just need like something and they would just not respond to me they're like sorry we can't do anything they would send me a list of like outside scholarships and like links and I'm like I've applied to these they'd never respond they never get back to you like it's basically impossible to get them honestly yeah I'm sorry to hear that no Emory really is terrible they don't tell you that after every year that you're like you're the tuition will raise by like two grand which you know to most people might not seem like a lot but I mean two grand makes like a whole difference so it's like you say do you care about your low-income students but you're not like 
advertise you're not like displaying the financial changes that are going to happen like i i don't know it it needs to i feel like emery really needs to make their stuff clear rather than just exploit that oh we give a lot of aid to financial to i mean to low-income students when that's not the case i i completely agree with you honestly i feel like that's when i've noticed like up the wealth disparities at emory like from the fact that some of my friends i'd say didn't even know that the prices like were um raised like they increased and i remember i think i'm paying i think emory has gotten like 5k more expensive since my freshman year um and i noticed that i noticed um because i have to keep track i'm very like independent like that i have a job so whatever Mm -hmm. uh so whatever my uh my scholarships don't like cover i have to pay for that like i work to like pay for it and i have since like i graduated high school so it's it's a like emory knows this and i've told them and still they don't like they just refuse to help honestly they're like sorry our hands are tied and they have work studies but man those like federal work studies are so hard to get especially i remember freshman year which was like a like transitioning kind of out of covid year like that handshake website did not work or like you would apply to i don't know how many positions and wouldn't get a single answer from one of them i want to say it's gotten a little better just because more things have opened up but it's still not enough for the amount of students who are requesting a work study position definitely and it sounds like you guys are kind of speaking a little bit to the structural issues that emory has in terms of wealth disparities how do you think like such income gaps affect how you guys have built community on campus it's definitely very hard to relate to people who are able to go out and eat seven times a week and go out on the weekends every single day and do crazy stuff but um when I came to Emory I came through um I came as a pre-orientation student and I came through STEM pathways which is like STEM first-generation students. And I feel like first-generation students tend to be more on the lower income side, especially in comparison to the rest of Emory. So I was able to start to like formulate a community there. And that gave me like a decent footing for like the rest of the people that I would bring into later on in my life. So I didn't really struggle much in terms of like having like a wealth injustice with someone yeah i don't know about you yeah i completely agree with what you just said for me like especially being part of the international community um the wealth disparity amongst the international community is insane to me insane um for me it's also my like my closest friends they're aware of like my background their background they're very helpful very supportive um they help me like whenever they can but still, there are, like, things like that about, like, going out and ordering that you just can't do. Which is, like, it was, like, a little bit of a struggle. Thankfully, because of how they are as a, as a person, it wasn't really, like, a problem for me. But you can definitely see, like, amongst, like, other people um, how they can go out for dinners all the time. They'll, like, go shopping. Um, like, and for me, I have to think about, oh, if I want to go, I have to consider, like, the Uber. Yeah. Uh, the Uber, the meal, the Uber bag. And it's, like, I'm... Th- thinking about a lot of things and sometimes it comes off as if I'm just anxious but really I have to think these are things that like that just come to my mind like naturally because I have to consider it yeah and luckily I think at this point of our lives I mean you're a junior I'm a sophomore we've kind of fizzled out the people who aren't very receptive to that so I mean I'm grateful to be surrounded by 
friends who don't really like question like backgrounds and they just kind of just know how stuff like if the uber is going to be split up like it's going to be split up that's a very good point honestly because i feel like that where i'm at but freshman year oh my god that was like that's when i could tell especially with the uh, ordering at the dorms like like three times a day my friend was like oh like this week i'm gonna spend like what two hundred dollars on ordering food and i'm for me i'm like that could change my life maybe yeah so it's like very it was like that's when i stopped like stopping like friends with those people because they're not they're not really your friend if they're not being like even like acknowledging like the situation or like the background you're coming from um how did it feel to come to atlanta in particular since it is kind of i don't know i always think it's a unique city it's like city with a large minority population but it also is very much seen in like black white dynamics um how do you guys feel about the city and how um, have you, like, learned and explored about the city at your, during your time here? Um, personally, I love Atlanta. I do think it's a great city. Emory does make it very difficult to go out and explore the city if you don't have a car, because, I mean, the public transportation, we are not even, like, connected to the MARTA in the first place, so there's no easy way to get into downtown unless you really learn and memorize, like, the shuttle system and how Translock works. But I think Atlanta... Since it is more one of the, like, smaller urban cities, it does tend to feel more like a community, and there's a lot of, like, art and music to appreciate. So I think it's... and I, I don't know. I've really enjoyed my time here. I wouldn't say that I would go to Atlanta to find, like, my Hispanic community, but I would go just to appreciate, like, cultures and art in general. I agree with that, honestly. I feel like the side of, the sides of Atlanta I've explored I've really liked... Because I hadn't been to Atlanta before coming to Emory either. Um, and I really like the city. Um, but I feel like I haven't had the opportunity to actually explore it because of the same things you were mentioning. Um, I've, I don't have a car. And then I have to consider, like I was saying, the Uber prices. And like going to explore the city is such, so expensive, honestly. Um, and with Emory not having like transportation there, it's just be- become like really hard. But I do love Atlanta, and I like the culture, and I know I love that we have like a large minority here. Honestly, even if it's not my minority, it's still it's still like progress, and it's something. Is there anything else that you guys would like to share with me, or to talk about your experiences? I think something I wanted to mention it was the food, because there's not like aside from a Taco Tuesday, maybe there's really no like Latin American or Caribbean food offered to students at the DCT or at Cox and there are other like and there is like a diverse like options I guess there's diverse options like you have Indian Mediterranean Asian but you don't really see like any like Hispanic like dishes which I found really um which that did call like caught my eye like if since freshman year that I haven't found anything aside from like Twisted Taco or Taco Tuesday at the DCT yeah, Emory really does not, like, expand further. They also don't tell you what there is outside. Like, there's a bakery called Buena Gente. It's a Cuban bakery, and it's five minutes from here. Like, if you go to the shuttle that goes to Publix, you can, like, walk there, like, super easily. But, yeah, Emory just... Diverse Hispanic option here is, are not good. Like, Hispanics are not all just, like, tacos. Yeah, why do you think that there is, like, I don't know, a lack of representation, especially in food? I mean, Emory doesn't Emory doesn't have a lot of good food places to begin with. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I like Emory Point, and uh, not Emory Point. Emory Village is there's really nothing. There's nothing there, so they're just 
not making, I don't know if it's not that they're not making good use of their space or they're like, the prices for the leasing for certain like stores are too high. And even the food trucks that they bring in, it also tends to be like the same food trucks. Like yeah. they have like the churro one. And so I think they just kind of like stick to the same and keep it that way instead of like diversifying more often. More often. I do think they're maybe doing a little better than freshman year, I want to say, but still not a whole lot. I don't know what you think. Well, yeah, I actually, I don't know why they wouldn't like want to promote this, especially because the food is so good. Um... But I feel like it's just a lack of, like, initiative or, like, effort, honestly. Um, I don't know if it's the funding or what, but I feel like there is a lack of initiative in that way because there's a lot of, like, options. They can um, use the space in a better, like, a more efficient manner, like you were saying, um, because there are options, even, like, the farmer's market. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, something permanent. Uh, even the farmer farmer's market, they could make it more inclusive and, like, make it a point to include, like, Hispanic, like, cuisine. So the options are there. So I, w- I couldn't tell you, honestly, why they're not doing it. Yeah, that's super fair. I feel like it also falls into the similar vein of, like, only having LSO and not necessarily having, like, multiple, like, cultural pockets. Just being like, this is, this is like, the monolithic representation of Hispanic culture on campus. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd guys like to share? Maybe start smaller Hispanic communities who knows maybe it'll pop up in the future yeah 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 that's a very good thought i have nothing else to say i think <laughs> yeah me either well thank you guys so much for being here thank you for having thank us thank you for having us yeah thank you for listening this has been your host rachel brown don't forget to subscribe rate and share within the margins to hear new stories from the emory community Within the Margins is produced by Brahmi Balarajan, Rachel Brown, Gwen Jones, Gray Gao, and Gabriella Lewis. Audio editing for this episode by Gray Gao, Chi Nguyen, and Fei Sukparamsi. Music by Jeffrey Rosen. Special help from Deanna Sharp.